Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their worlds. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. Gender Partnership in Business, The Game Changer. Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I'm your host on the show today, Chris Steely. He's been called an extreme leader, owning, developing, and operating several businesses focused on training business leaders, and he's toured with some of the world's top innovative business minds. He is a highly decorated Marine Corps logistics officer, a national collegiate rowing champion, gold medalist, and coach. He's an MBA a veteran corporate executive. He's traveled the world extensively, training the leaders who train and coach 12,000 business owners a week in 26 countries. He's always taking himself on and raising his personal bar, conditioning others to do the same, setting the example of leadership congruence. Chris, great to have a conversation with you today. I've been looking forward to this one. Dale, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. You're, you're, just your voice is inspiring. Ah, thank you. So let's... <laughs> let's uh, you just, I've, we've got to let the listeners in on, on what I know about what you just did in the last hour. So obviously this is recorded, <laughs> playing later, but go ahead. If you can rub it in for all of us. All right. I'm, I'm, I, I live in Orange County, Southern California, and you talk about congruence. An aspect of leadership congruence is to making, make sure we're always taking care of ourselves. So I'm a pretty fit guy, and I just went for a swim in the ocean. I just got back about an hour ago and got out there, swam about a quarter mile off the shore and just swam along the coast for about a mile. And I'm just it, it was just like it was being in heaven. The water is just the perfect temperature. Ah, and now the sun is setting. So anyway, I'm just in fantasy land right now. So I'm feeling really great. Thanks for asking. Good, that. good for your soul. You could truly, say, truly, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a Scorpio, so for me, it's that water thing. I love the water. I'm just a water sign, I guess. I just, I thrive in the water. Mm. You know. Well, you live in the right place for it. So truly. So our topic today gender partnership in business. And I think we all understand this ideal of men and women working together. Tell us about, you call it a renaissance. Tell us what you see happening now in the workplace as, as you coach and work with clients. Well, we're all born into a gender, right? You know, it, it, we're not aware of the conscious, we're not consciously aware of the choice that we made to become the gender that we are. So we get to a, kind of adapt and adopt the idiosyncrasies that come along with gender. And there's nothing wrong with either gender. We're who we are. So let's apply it toward the context of leadership in business. I see the ideal of men and women working together in corporate leadership capacities as the ultimate leadership test. To, to in essence, in the world that we live in, to see which leaders really step up and do what needs to be done to make their businesses more successful. And there's strategies out there. There's techniques and tactics and everything. And we're all aware of things that can be done as we develop our business, you know, and scientific strategies, looking at numbers and, you know, applying the, the ideals of business effectiveness and everything, you know, human performance optimization. And we're all aware of, you know, the women's movement, you know, in the glass ceiling, you know, pay equality initiatives are all going on right now. They're the hot trend. Now, the gender partnership ideal takes it to a whole new level. So we talk about gender partnership. It really didn't get ignited until about uh, three years ago when the Lean In book came out. And one of the things that I like to credit Sheryl Sandberg with is her strategic use of men as allies in the uh, original launch of the book and throughout the Lean In movement. And it has become a movement. 
because she recruited the, you know the you know the Warren Buffetts and Sir Richard Branson and John Chambers and some really iconic CEOs and showed that men suddenly became interested and wanted to explore it more. So at that point, organizations like the Institute for Gender Partnership became recognized because it was it was an easier way to package and deliver a real leadership solution. So we've been working with some of America's largest companies for about three years now, launching what we call the Men as Allies movement across across the country and the planet. So let's dive deeper into this whole idea of men as allies and and what does that look like when when you see it in the workplace and leading in that in that atmosphere? Well, so we all know, Dale, that it's a man's world, right? It's the cliche. You know, men are out there, you know, driving businesses. We've got a competitive spirit, you know, a lot of uh, masculinity, bravado, you know, ego oftentimes that help competitive scenarios win. So as it stands now, the vast majority of leadership slots in corporate positions have typically been filled by men. But relatively recent revelations of science and biology have proven how men work and think differently than women do. So all, more actualized leaders have known this for a while. But, but it's really important to confront how we're leading, why we're leading, and focus on how we can structure our organizations to grow most effectively. And it starts, frankly, it starts with men. You know, Gender partnership happens when every member of a team, regardless of gender, works productively with every other member, regardless of gender. So men and women learn from and they leverage each other's special skills and talents around you know, creativity, productivity, and decision-making. And organizations are no longer hobbled by you know, like miscommunication and misunderstandings and unconscious bias. You know? So as we talk about differences, you know, the brains of men and women are hardwired differently, typically. Um, and that's good news, frankly, because great minds don't always think alike. Great minds often think differently. And that makes for better decisions and smarter problem solving. I mean, we think about the application of men, you know, so Dale, you and I, we've got brains, we're hardwired, you know, men typically think independently, we apply logic and action, we have a tighter focus, you know, uh, we externalize things, we make quick decisions, whereas women, it's been proven, are more collaborative. They're intuitive. You've heard women intuition. They reflect more. They look at the big picture. They internalize. They're, they explore variables. So the key is to not really focus on one of those thought processes. The imperative, the leadership imperative, is to bring them together and create a partnership between the two mindsets. You know, I think about my marriage partnership, and I bring strengths to the table. My wife brings strengths to the table. We complement one another. And one of the best pieces of advice that I received regarding marriage, but I think really applies in every relational situation, I own 100% responsibility for the relationship. And she owns 100% responsibility for the relationship, for her side of it. So we come into the relationship taking full personal responsibility and being accountable for your role in the relationship, regardless of gender. That's when we see people bring their strengths to the table, rely on one another, and you get things done. Right. And, and, and also, statistically, I mean, it, it's practically cliche anymore. It's been proven. 85% of of buying decisions, whether they be in business or a personal, 85% are made by women. Mm. And so we as men, as men of, of honor, chivalrous men who honor our ladies, you know, in marriage, and I'm just like you, Dale, I love my lady. She's amazing. She's a miracle on this planet. 
yet it's not just the feminine grace that she is. She's got an amazing mind. Mm-hmm. And we as men, it's our responsibility to discover that. And it's interesting because it's a leadership paradigm that's it's kind of a difficult shift because we've come we've become so conditioned to think, again, as masculine, driven, bravado, let's get it done based leaders, that the paradigm doesn't it you know isn't shiftable. But frankly, at this point, it's tipping. Again, it's a renaissance. It's coming, it's maturing, it's evolving. It's part it's an evolution, frankly. So you referred to Sheryl Sandberg, the book Lean In, uh, Men as Allies, and you've had a, a couple, a few years to see this. What are some of the results that you see from this shift in the mindset, the paradigm shift? So statistics show that companies with, uh, with the top quartile representation of women in executive committees perform significantly better than companies with no women at the top. So that's been proven. Uh, and really the difference is – it's about divergent thinking versus convergent thinking. Uh, so when we think about the way problems, a classic problem-solving process is you define the problem and then you identify causes and you that's the divergent phase. And then as causes are identified, you converge into possible solutions as you, as you identify solutions and then you decide. So it's divergence versus convergence. I, I learned this in the ranks of the Marine Corps on the on the enlisted side. Fifty percent of Marines are lance corporals because they're the junior enlisted. They're the ones that get the job done. Those are convergent thinkers. They do what they're told to do. When you get into the senior ranks, like me, I'm a I'm a field grade officer now. I've been taught to be a divergent thinker because we have to figure out how to strategize and how to understand what the enemy might do. So apply that metaphor to business. Business strategy is all about being a divergent thinker, and that's how women typically think. Again, as I mentioned before, they're always looking at variables, exploring variables, looking at the big picture, more possibility thinking, and it's just it, it's just the way the brains are wired. There's a 19-year study of 215 Fortune 500 companies that showed positive correlations between the balance of men and women in leadership positions and profitability. So again, mm-hmm. balance of men and women not men doing what we do best, which is compete and win, you know? It's about realizing that we we need to pull in a more profound capability, which is that the, the way women instinctively think. Here's a, a, a statistic. The best 25 firms for women outperformed their industry medians on all three measures of profitability. 34%, 34% higher profit margins these companies got, 18% higher asset value, and 69% higher stockholder equity because women were in leadership positions. So it's all about an ontological approach to, to leadership development. Let's define it's that con- word for listeners. So ontological is about it's about being. It's the the essence of how we are, you know, because you know, we're all, you know, I'm a doer. I'm out there, Dale, I'm, I'm a, as a Marine, I've been conditioned that you got to get things done. You got to drive and do, and I'm a very busy guy and I keep myself busy, but we're not human doings, right? We're, we're human beings. So ontological approach toward optimization and leadership development is about optimizing our being. How are we? How do we show up as leaders? Are we, are we operating from a heart or are we operating from a head? Um, and women, again, it's that, that intuition. So an ontological approach to leadership development, realizing that as leaders, we get to be leaders, context decisive, you know, because we all have contexts. You know, I was raised by a couple parents who did the best they could, and they created a context and a paradigm. And society also has raised me. My peer group has raised me to create a context 
that frankly, a lot of us are locked into as leaders because we think that the way it's been done is the way it always must be done. So hence the ideal of innovation, right? We must innovate the way we lead, you know, promoting effective conclusions, taking that context, confronting it and picking it apart. It's one of the things we talk about on a previous podcast, Dale, it's self-actualization, understanding who we are, because we live in a sea of conclusions that dictate our behavior and conclusions live as realities typically. And most of them go unexamined. I mean, they're ubiquitous. This kind of stuff happens all the time, unconsciously. So the key as leaders is to allow people to dismantle the stickiness about industry, economy, culture, and all the aspects of business that we know get to be leveraged to be able to get results. You know, facilitating people to reinvent themselves as leaders. So as leaders, we get to cultivate leaders by becoming aware of the possibilities and how we integrate our our genders. So a lot of leadership development programs focus on, you know, tips and advice, but it, and it's difficult to change actions and results without getting to the context that produces how they're, how they're acting and why they're acting. So when they, when that gets dealt with then behaviors and actions actually do change, that's where the shift lies. So we get to confront that. We got to be willing and eager to confront that. Fantastic. Any final words for us? So um, you can hear Dale, I'm very passionate about it. I've, I've all my life, I've integrated really well with women. Matter of fact, in the Marine Corps, I was the very first Marine Corps officer to integrate a, a female into a combat MOS 20 years ago. So I understand the value. It's been baked into my DNA. So as leaders, we get to take full responsibility for our words, our choices, and our actions, which lead to both intended and unintended consequences, awareness of that. And the bottom line, Dale, is as leaders, as you talk about results and understanding how we can optimize results, just to wrap up in the context of gender, men and women integration, if it's happening on my watch, I have something to do with it. Hmm. So I'll leave you with that. Gets back to that 100% responsibility. And accountability. Not a pie. Yeah, and accountability. Well, Chris Steely, it has uh, once again been a fantastic conversation on the Complete Leader podcast. Uh, you're, you're the extreme leader. The contact information on getting a hold of you at GPS Business Group is uh, in the show notes for this episode. We can find you in social media on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. So be sure and go to the show notes to find out how you can connect with Chris. And Chris, once again, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Dale. Always a pleasure. Absolutely. Get back to enjoying the ocean. And uh, this is the Complete Leader Podcast. We would ask that you go to iTunes, subscribe so that this is delivered to you automatically each week while you're in iTunes. If you would rate the podcast, hopefully we've earned those five stars from you and write a short review. And writing the review, providing the rating, you help move the complete leader up higher in search results for other people looking for this type of information. And so that's just one small favor we ask of you. We definitely appreciate it. Make it a great week. This is the Complete Leader Podcast. Everything you need to become a high-performing leader. Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org. 